I think this is going to go swimmingly. Daniel has the brains, and I have the bronze. I don't mean to dampen the mood here, but I do feel like we need to have a more serious tone about this. I'm scared we're going to die. <laughs> This would be the place for that. You wouldn't have very far to travel. In fact, you'd already be there. As far as I know, we're the first people to be stupid enough to attempt this, so... I'll take this one, all right? No, no, it's never a good sign for us to split okay, up. Okay, well, like, it's fine. I, I, I think we should go. I think I should. I, we should. I, I, me and Daniel should probably go with you. Well, then what, leave Celia all by herself? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Celia, you come too. As both of you are standing outside of the veil, but a moment passes and all of a sudden lunges out and jumps and tackles Wilson, a large creature. Welcome back to the Odd Campaign. I am Quentin, your GM here. But before we hop into Season 3, Episode 29, let's go around the table and introduce uh, my, my two lovely players. Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. Daniel is the resident healer of the group and now apparently can one-shot enemies. So this is great. Hi, everyone. My name is Mohit. And I play Sal. Sal is the resident screw-up of the group. And let's hope we do a good job. When last we left off, the party found themselves, Daniel, Sal, Wilson, and Celia, all currently traversing through the Shadow Plane to hopefully bring back their lost compatriot, Elias. They had been traveling for a little bit, Having entered for the first time, doing any form of cross-planar transport seemed a little unsettling. After resituating themselves, they managed to traverse for a little bit throughout the day, but coming to an exhausting evening, they attempted to find sleep, which was inevitably interrupted. But we find our party the following morning after they hesitantly fell back into a slumber. Not exactly the most restful of sorts, and quite interrupted multiple times by the soundscape around them. Daniel, this is so scary. Oh, God, how did, how, was anyone even able to sleep last night? I didn't. Oh, no, oh, goodness, I swear, I, I got like maybe five hours of sleep. Yeah, that was not great. Sleep at, ah, oh. ah, uh, sorry, well, I mean, yawning. At least, at least you have cleric spells. Indeed, it is great. I mean, a Angus is kind of chilling. How's your shoulder, by the way? Uh, not infected. That that's I, I have a disinfectant kit of, like, a potion thing that makes it so it doesn't get disease in it. But other than that, I mean, like, I bandaged it up. We'll hopefully be fine. You okay, Wilson? I'm so cold. Are, are you okay, man? <gasps> yeah. You, you, you no. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you don't seem too okay. So cold. 
Tell like I can cast cleric spells on me. What am I gonna do? Bardic performance myself? I mean, you could just dance around, and that'll like at least like burn body heat. Also, like there's a fire. But, I, I mean, guess it's not really that warm. Honestly. You don't want to see that, do you? Uh, no, not really. But I, I thought it was. <laughs> Did allow option. me to dance. Whoa! And I, I start. I start dancing around. Actually, uh, I mean, we do need to get moving for, for the day to travel because you know we kind of want a time crunch here. Yeah, just a bit. And we have absolutely no clue how much farther we have to go. Uh, no, 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 no. We, we're not traveling right now. It's too early in the morning. The sun's not even up. As Celia looks towards the ashen gray hazy sky. See, this, this, the sun's not awake. I'm not awake. I'm not casting any spells. You're all walking and I'll ride on the back of Angus if we're moving. Sounds like you need some encouragement, Celia. It sounds like I need a cup of coffee. I'm gonna start a bardic performance, inspire no, courage. Just a loud racket. Roll your bardic performance. Oh. Plus plus do oh. I do I add anything to that? Yeah, you're performed. Uh plus sixteen twenty. Having summoned your lute from your magical tattoo in your arm, you strum a melodious chord, which eventually, though initially ear grating uh, due to just the suddenness of the sound does begin to kind of put a little bit of pep in everyone's step oh fine all right right. i'm awake thank you all right i mean it's better than hearing all this around if you want to keep playing and drown out all these creakings and hollerings and whatnot that would be appreciated gotcha i'm just gonna i'm just gonna continue playing Oh well, and I'll be on my way. I guess I'll, I guess I'll start the way so everybody can follow along. Do you know where you're going? Nope, Wilson. Where are we going? Oh, uh, uh, um, no, that that's surprisingly not my job this time. Uh, Celia has a magic ring needly thingy that points us. I'm just here to make sure that we don't get like super super lost and end up going in the wrong direction. Okay, Celia, where are we going? Well, first, I'm going to attempt to summon your phantom steeds so that we can move at a decent pace. Unless you feel like walking. No, not particularly. We are on a bit of a schedule, after all. So it'll take about 45 minutes. Oh, that's going to lead to some calluses on these hands. What? Uh, You can stop playing whenever you need. Whenever I need? I always feel the need to play music. Then I guess continue playing? Okay, okay, Captain. But if I bleed, it's your fault. Oh, no, please, please stop well before... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you well before then. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you can keep playing for now. You've yeah, I'll like, keep playing for now. I'll keep playing for now. Give me like, when, I'll, I'll play for ten tired. minutes. Okay, that's probably like a reasonable amount of time, but like a couple hours, I'm gonna like, you know, might hurt a little. All right, just give me some peace and quiet, and make sure that there aren't any more demon dogs out there trying to attack us. Oh, that was not exactly fun. I don't know how Eddie was supposed to sleep around here, but uh, I really. Jumping out into those shadows, which are literally everywhere, because we're in a plane of them. Yep. Who knows? Maybe they just don't sleep here. That'd be cool. So Celia undergoes the preparations, and Wilson begins to pack up camp and load up everything onto Angus. After a brief while, Celia manages to summon three phantom steeds, one for each of you, and then Wilson obviously has Angus. And at one point, she points her left hand, which has the ring, and she points in a general direction. Well, the straightmost path leads that way. All right, then. And Daniel's going to get onto whichever phantom steed is nearest him. You see, as this creature comprised entirely of shadows turns its head, and if it had them, would 
blink at you, but again, everything is made in a misty shade of sorts, which somehow takes a corporeal form. Hmm, that's gonna give me nightmares. On a, on a side note, while we're all packing up here, uh, getting ready to go, um, you, you guys brought rations, right? Yes. How, how much how much food do you guys have on you? Well, uh, I only took about two weeks worth, maybe a little extra, just because I didn't, you know, if we're here for more than that, it's, well, probably not good. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, think, I think two weeks should be more, more than enough. Uh, the, the other concern is uh, water. Uh, has anyone else noticed, noticed that? I have a canteen, but it's almost out. It's almost out. Well, my canteen is. It's almost out. Yeah, that, that, that's what I just said. Oh, God, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't know. What about your canteen of water? It's my canteen of water. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why would I give it to you? I'm not saying you're going to give it to me. I'm saying, what are you doing for water? Oh, drinking it. And I'm going to drink some water. How much do you take have? A, take a big swig. We might need to portion and ration that. You don't know how much How much water do you have? I just have one sip. You had one sip left? One, one gulp. No, no, I mean, not, not how much did you just drink. I mean, how much do you have in your container? Oh, in terms of sips? I mean, the only way to figure that out is by actually doing no, you, it. Do you, do you figure it out? How full is your container? Like, huh? I, I would Three say, quarters? see, if this is one sip, this I would say, like, 22 sips. 20, 20, that, 22 that sips. That is not a yeah. volume of liquid. Listen, I, don't worry about it. I can take create water the next time oh, I rest, okay. so that, we're good. Create okay. water? Cleric. Ah. It's just a spell we have. Okay. Well, I mean, that's it. Because Angus is going to need a lot of water. Yeah, that's Well, it's going to need somewhere to store. Like, does it just, like, fall in the sky like rain? Or? Oh, Angus needs water? He, oh. is, a, he is a living being. Yes, yeah. he does uh, need Okay, drink. then we got, like, about 11 sips. Wait, you're down. How big are your sips that it's enough to fill a horse? Oh, no. I mean, the horse pretty big. You just saw one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you understood how much water a horse drinks, so... 11 sips. Just okay. one sip. Okay, one sip. Yeah. Maybe maybe my bottle is like a third of Angus's drinking session. Anyway. But as for sips, then like, yeah. Can you just like manifest water into our stomachs? Like, how does... No, how does I would work? need to... That's kind of disgusting. Need, that's what I'm thinking. I would need a container to put it in. How much water can you make? Like, I, I got like a one gallon bucket. It might, it might be like two or three. Wait, no, this is five gallon. I'm sorry. I just read the bottom. Your bucket, is it full of water or is it empty currently? It's empty. What? I can create up to 22 gallons of water. Well, I can only fit five in the bucket. Well, then each canteen is about a gallon or so, give or take. And then. Anyways, boys, we really should probably get going, but it is good to think about these things. All right, so you all are going to be traveling. Now, thankfully for you, you either get lost or successfully find your way on the whim of my dice rolls because neither of you are rolling survival. That's Wilson's job. However, comma, I, I will inform you that if you recall the descriptions from last time, the entirety of this forested area is a very deep underbrush with uh, numerous roots, which do impede your movement somewhat. In fact, it would be considered difficult terrain. So you are moving about half as far as you normally would be if it was just flat open land. Uh, so you are moving slightly slower and I'm going to roll to see if you get lost. I'm also going to need from all of you a will save. 25. 
17. As Wilson is leading the way for a decent portion of your journey, you guys seem to be going on the straight and narrow and having no difficulties finding your way. Uh, you're mostly just following Celia's ring direction, which is like pointing, and then you just follow that. But at some point, you do come across a, a bit of a cavern, a bit of a ravine, and you do have to make your way around it, and Wilson guides you. But it seems as if you may have gotten a little turned around. Eventually finding your way though, you established your location and redirected yourself by somewhat of a landmark. You ended up passing it a few times, but for the first time in a long time, there is a distinguishable feature in this forest. After trudging along through the monotonous and barren forest with the howling wind in your ears, there is a refreshing change of scenery up ahead. Breaking into somewhat of a small clearing, in fact, the ground levels out as the roots recede back into the earth, and for the first time, you see a tree ahead, which happens to have leaves. Can I roll a perception check? Absolutely. I'm also going to roll a perception check. Uh, 22. 19. So are you surveying from a distance? Are you just looking at it, or are you, like, making your way into the clearing? I want to make my way into actually because it's, it's kind of hard to see from where you are you'll be able to get more information if you got closer i think daniel would go towards the clearing but um, he'd probably just observe from afar for a little bit because this is obviously a little bit suspicious yeah that, I'm, you know yeah. there's a massive clearing all of a sudden it wouldn't be too massive with uh your perception both of you are able to tell that the the clearing is Somewhat large, um, but like not in the grand scheme of things of, as you have traveled like many miles. The clearing is about maybe 200 feet in diameter. It's like sizable to where there aren't that many trees except the one tree in the middle. And it seems as if there is actually almost some sort of grass present here. Uh, some thin foliage and there does appear to be a tree. Though the tree's leaves appear to be like a blackish blue. They're oblong in nature, and they're actually dangling from the tree. Making your way through, and approaching ever so closer, can not I, so much. Before yep. you do that, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, could I detect magic? Sure, you can detect magic. On the tree. Yeah. And, and the grass. And the grass. Sure. You can yeah. detect magic everywhere. Detect magic is a level zero spell, which most classes have access to. It is a cone shape, but it is concentration. So the more you focus on it, you can kind of like turn around and like look and survey. On the first round, you just detect whether or not there is magic in the area. Uh, you also can be able to tell uh, the general strength of the magic. Okay. Uh, afterwards, if you focus for longer, you can tell how many different magical auras and then eventually like the location of each strength magical aura. And then you can do a number of different things based off the DC. Okay. Um, I mean, and I just add my charisma to that. So, nine. You actually make a knowledge arcana check. So it's okay. a knowledge arcana check to determine the school of magic involved in the various auras. Do I detect any magic? You do sense faint magical signatures, but they seem very few. And if anything, they'd be underground almost, as if something is like buried there. So, can I perform a knowledge arcana check? Absolutely. Feel free to. Uh, it's going to be that kind of day today. All right, eight. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Eleven. Eleven. My bad. <laughs> yeah. While you are able to determine that there is a faint magical aura underneath and emanating from this location, you aren't sure uh, what school of magic it would be pertaining to. It seems as if it 
It really isn't so far underground. It's actually shallow underground, but it is uh, closer towards the tree itself. Got it. Uh, would I be able to do a knowledge geography check? What are you attempting to ascertain? What are you thinking of? Is it is this an abnormal type of tree in this area? I mean, this is, at the very least, the first tree of this type that you have seen through your entire journey. You are not too familiar with the shadow plane, or really any planes outside of your own. But from what you've seen through your travels, this is the first area you have seen with any grass or any foliage or trees at all. So, I mean, there have been the other trees, which are kind of like rigid spiral protrusions from the ground with deep roots or shallow roots. But this is the first one you've seen with branches and leaves. Okay, if that's the case, uh, uh, Celia, are our shadow mastiffs, like, those, they like... Steeds. Shadow the, steeds. The, the horses, not dogs. Shadow steeds. Are they, uh... Are they, steeds, actually. Thank you summon them, right? I do. Are they basically seen as horses? Are you uh, you can look at it. Does okay, it like so can I, I'm gonna send no, one. It, I'm gonna. It, it acts like a horse. Can you send one near the tree? I suppose. Yeah. Can Can you do that? I mean, oh, do you want me to send yours that you're riding? Uh, I'm gonna get off mine, and I guess you you can send that. I mean, I can do it. You you can do it just as easily as I can. You would just use your handle animal skill if you look at your your character profile in the uh, options menu. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm going to handle animal and kind of just guide that horse towards there. Uh, I'm not going to go walk near the tree. Thank you for explaining to me thought process. Eight. I don't think this is a normal tree, Quinton. I think you're trying to kill us. <laughs> Assist another, Daniel. Do it. Oh, uh, l- 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 let me try. And uh, Wil- Wilson moves Angus closer to your phantom steed and strokes the steed on its mane and whispers something to it and then like kind of like slaps its hind quarters and you see the steed kind of like saunter off uh into the the grassy field all right what happened the horse is standing in the middle of the field it seems Mm. as if uh it relaxes and lays down so no no vines come out of the ground and grab okay no vines come out of the ground and attack it you correct all right Mm. this isn't the giant pit monster from star wars that's just baiting you with a tongue that's what I was getting at, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's check it out. Sal, making his way after his steed, confident uh, in this area, it, and it does, it seems to have a relaxing aura about it. It's one of the most inviting places you've seen thus far, as everything else has been a pretty barren, dark, and dreary landscape. No, no way. Total, total, uh, total defense. <laughs> okay, you take you total, total defense. defense. I'm so, no, there's no way. Total defense. Mmm, suspicioso. Uh, do, do, do you want to... I'm kind of tired. Uh, we've been walking for most of the day. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. We've been riding horses Okay, we've been riding horses for most of the day. And then we had to, like, circumnavigate that, re- like, go around the ravine and everything. Okay. Yeah. We could make camp here. We've been riding for six hours. Or we could also just take a break and then go on for another two. Something but... suspicious, Wilson. Okay, there's magic here. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know that. I'm not a wizard. Celia. I'm technically a cleric. Yeah, Daniel. And he's a bard. So. I'm going to trust Daniel's opinion over mine. Regarding the magical signatures, it appears as if there are faint signatures, some of which are from the evocation school, meaning, in all likelihood, it's possible that there are low-grade magical items which may have been lost here or left behind by travelers. So nothing that immediately jumps out to you that 
implies that there's something here that would try to kill us just because we're here. Not from the magical signatures. Place is kind of creepy, though. It is really strange that there's just this relatively nice tree and open field, albeit small, in the middle of what has been a very inhospitable landscape. Hey, well, every desert has an oasis, guys. And usually that oasis is fake. You've seen any movie. Well, does this look fake to you? Yes. You want me to go lick the tree? No. Not again. No. (laughs) No. Probably a bad idea. All All I'm saying is it seems pretty real. I think it seems pretty shady, but at the same time, literally everything does around here. I'd say it looks a bit more shadowy, but... Well, fine. If you guys just want to, like, pack up and leave, like, that that's fine. Wilson, I realize this place looks really nice, but at the same time, I've grown in this game to become very suspicious of anything that looks significantly nicer than it should be. Uh, understandable. Well, I mean, would we like to at least attempt to find those magical signatures? They could be items of sorts. I mean, on the one hand, they could be useful. On the other hand, it could be like that time on floor five where we got in the worm cave and everything in there was cursed and tried to kill us. Hey, that that ended up well. We found our guilt theme song. We, we played a fun game with an adorable little child. That also tried to kill us. I mean, but but we won. It tried to kill us. But, but it, it ended well. Daniel's going to calm himself. And just sigh. You, you gotta have more optimism and look on the bright side of things, Daniel. Daniel is not going to respond to this. So, how how far in are you going? Are you going to, like, get your horse? Or, like, wait, what are you doing? I'm gonna get my horse. So your horse is... Wait, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not you. I'm doing a total defense action. <laughs> I'm in a total Still defense action. Total I'm just, action. I'm just, huh, ready. Um, and I'm, like, two feet in... I'm, like, sort of under the shades of the leaves. You're under the shades of the leaves? Okay. Of the tree. Of yeah. the tree. Got it right within your combat zone. So can you, for me real quick, uh, roll a will save? Thank you. I've been waiting for it. Yeah, that's right. 24. Nice. Making your way through the clearing and approaching ever so closer to the tree in an attempt to get your horse, you begin to take notice that while there may not be many roots here, the ground is not necessarily as flat as it would have first seemed. There are rigid protrusions which are jutting up from the ground, giving you somewhat of an uneasy footing, but they seem to be covered by a faint coating of grass or moss. Daniel, this tree isn't real, and I'm going to run back. Okay, you scurry back. Just going to scurry back to the creep. Your horse is still in the middle of the plane. Horsey, come back. Roll a handle animal (laughs) for your... Horsey, come back. You can blame it all on me. Uh, 20. Nice. Calling for your steed, it does seem to get up from where it is laying on the ground and saunter back over to you. Oh, thank God. Okay. Something's unsafe there. It was like a, and I'm just going to tell them exactly what you told me. That it's like, kind of feels like uneven, like, doesn't really feel, it feels like, it feels hollow in a weird way. Uh, I mean, like, like tree roots that are in the ground, like that we've seen. No, it, it doesn't ground. feel like there are tree roots in its ground. Like, like, or like it does, like it does, but it's not like a flat ground. It's like. It's like there's like... Like the tree roots we've been walking around and above and over like the entire time? I'm saying something feels suspect about this. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I mean, like, okay, that, like if you guys want to keep moving, we can keep moving. You walk on it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to walk on it because I don't want to lose you. <laughs> but let's, let's just keep moving. We don't have much time to waste. Okay, let's keep moving. 
Making your way past the clearing and the mysterious tree, you venture back out into the woods, walking in the direction which Celia's uh, ring is leading you. And indeed, that is the only instance of a tree like that you see along your way. After traveling for the remaining two hours, it seems as if it is once again, similarly to the evening previous, slowly beginning darker, though again, it's the light just somewhat emanates from the sky, so it's just getting dimmer until eventually it's almost dark. Much like the previous night, you find as good of a place as any and settle down. Wilson starts a fire and Celia casts Tiny Hut. Is there anything anyone wanted to do this evening or, um... I'm just looking at which spell I'm going to switch out for Create Water. So Daniel is perusing through his spell list and Celia seems to be attempting to read up on the Shadow Plane. Wilson is tending to Angus because... Out of all of the horses that are being ridden, Angus is the only real one, and the only one who actually has lasting effects of fatigue. Mug, give Angus some water. All right, uh, that... Oh, oh, think so. That's, that's my... I was, just, I was about to run out of my canteen. Oh, uh, actually, I had two canteens. I normally keep two just in case emergency situations, and I've been giving Angus that canteen, but he drank pretty much all of it already. You can have two sips. You can have two sips. Uh, I, I don't, two Angus sips. Uh, two, two Angus sips is going to be like that entire container, but... Four of my sips. I, I don't, okay, fine. One sip. I don't think you understand how okay, much all right, animals drink. Some drops of water. But, okay, I mean, if you just want to, like, pour some, here, just pour some into the bucket. However much okay, you want to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pour, I pour a little bit. Okay, and then... Uh, I have about 18 sips left. Okay, well, I... Uh, I guess I'll appreciate it. Daniel, you, uh, well, you're not going to be able to cast any of those spells until tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, uh, so I mean, I was just... and Wilson dumps an entire canteen of water into the bucket. Here, here you go, buddy. And Wilson sits down next to Angus, who is also sat on his hindquarters, and Angus begins to drink water, and Wilson is giving him some feed. So, once again, as evening passes with the same dreary environment, the shrill screams and howling wind exist in the background perpetually. And you're not quite sure where it comes from, but all you know is that it seemingly is ceaseless. Hopefully, this evening is different from the last, and you are able to sleep uninterrupted. But before you do, I need all of you to roll a will save for me. Uh, 22. 14. Alright, Daniel. Congratulations! You have triggered the new mechanic that we are introducing, thanks to the Shadow Plan. What I need you to do is I need you to look at all of your mental scores, which is your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma score. Add them together. You're not gonna kill my boy. He's smart, okay? He he has really high mental scores, so he should be fine. Yeah. Alright, so now that you have done so, this is what is known as your sanity pool. Half of your sanity pool, so the combination of all of your mental scores is your sanity pool. Half of that number which you have before you is what is known as your sanity's edge. Due to the failure of your will save, you are taking one point of what is known as sanity damage. If at any point your sanity points or sanity damage exceeds your sanity's edge, you will incur a madness. So due to the constant howling of winds and shrill screams, the dreary, bleak environment around you, Daniel's mental state is not doing so well. And in fact, he's being put rather on edge. You're finding it troublesome to sleep, but eventually you do. Can I make one change to the spells I'm taking for the next day? Yes, you may, because you're going to be preparing these the next morning. You can change 
somehow. The uh, the new spell I took instead of warp metal is the level four spell planar adaptation. Ooh, what does that do? I'll read it. Planar adaptation grants you immunity to the harmful environmental effects of a particular plane of existence, including such hazards as toxicity, extreme temperatures, and lack of air. Additionally, you gain energy resistance 20 to a single energy type prevalent on that plane. Choose one if more than one type is equally prevalent. Planar adaptation has no effect when you cast on your native plane. Dang, ain't that spicy. Okay. Um, so first thing, as you wake up in the morning, what I need you all to do for me is roll a fortitude save. So this will be, unfortunately, before you are able to cast your spell on yourself, Daniel. Is this for the sanity thing? Nope. You already rolled a will save for that. This is uh, okay, okay. Uh, what is that? 21. Fortitude? Okay, very good. Uh, 25 fortitude. Oh, yeah. Everyone's... Yeah, that's right. I was doing great today. Skip those pages. Absolutely. Okay, um, I actually know. Um, everyone, surprisingly enough, feels very well rested this morning. Without any interruptions the previous evening, you all were able to sleep very successfully, and you wake up revivified and ready to take on the day. So yeah, I'm just going to go prepare my spells, and uh, yeah. I'll just uh, make breakfast, I guess. Ooh, what are you making? Uh, a water sandwich. Nice! you have any water left? Otherwise known as a, as a crabby patty. <laughs> um, I just but, imagined uh, you eating like two soggy slices of bread. No, um, uh, do you, do we have any food? <laughs> I don't know, do you? I don't, do oh, you? Oh, well, that, well, that was, well, yeah, I mean, I, I do, but I don't know what I have. What, what do you have? I have, I have rations, I have general rations. Okay, but... so you have general rations. Generally, general rations persist of salted meat and various preserved foods, occasionally bread, though bread goes very stale very quickly, but it can be turned into hardtack, which lasts slightly longer. Okay, I'm gonna make some uh, hardtack for. Okay, hardtack just pick up. like hardtack just dried bread. Oh, okay. In that case, I'm gonna have some. Uh, I'm gonna make some meat for everyone. Some salted meat, salted pork. Okay, basically, okay, okay, you have beef jerky and croutons. Oh, anybody want some beef jerky? Uh, uh, that was the most brilliant explanation I've ever heard. You're and, I, and I appreciate you immensely. <laughs> it clearly wasn't getting through. I had garlic to and it. herbs. I had to bring it in. Um, yeah, we had to rein it in to a way that people could understand. That's my job is to explain things multiple Dude, times. So that I, I didn't know what beef jerky was until like six months ago. Really? Yeah, I, I really, I, I mean, I knew what it was, it's, but I it's didn't salted even know. dried meat, and then it I be seasoned very literally, well. I have never had beef jerky until like three or four months ago. Very exciting. Uh, so, well, yeah. now you know. Yeah. Very good. So if that's the case, uh, I'm making food for, uh, because while everybody's preparing spells, I just wanted to get ahead of the curb. Just uh, just make food for everyone, do something a little nice. I'll, uh, there are four people total. There are. Right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to make, uh, <laughs> math this out a little bit, uh, one thing of rations, and we're just all going to have to split it evenly. You make one thing of rations for four people. I'm gonna split four. I'm gonna split one of my rations amongst four people. Here's a here's a beef jerky, oh, Wilson. Oh, 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 Take it. Yeah. Uh, Take it, Wilson. Um, oh yeah. Sure. Eat it. This is your breakfast for the day. Oh, well, thanks, thanks. I mean, I have my own because you know. I also no, I'm a kind person. Okay. Oh, you are. Thank you. No, this is great. Well, I'm say it. My say it louder so the whole camp can uh, hear. Uh, Sal's a kind, if somewhat not intimidating, and needy person. Exactly. Here you go, Angus. Voices are herbivores. Oh, what's this? What meat is this? Is this? Uh, 
Okay. But probably beef. I really hope it wasn't horse beef. Yeah, All glad, right. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, just be glad you didn't go to like McDonald's or something. And yeah. Me. Daniel, say it. Would Daniel still be like concentrating on making it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I will feed it to him. He's like poke. Like a poke. good, like poke. a good friend. I will feed it to You're him. You're attempting to meditate and focus on your holy wrench. And you just, and you, and just you just feel poked in the face with a man slab just, of meat. <laughs> I was about to say, and a six-inch slab of meat. After everyone has prepared their spells, summoned their steeds, and packed up camp for the day, everyone having a good night's rest and having eaten, thanks to Sal, you all head out once again via the guidance of a mixture of Celia and Wilson. Celia points you in the general direction, and Wilson makes sure, once again, somewhat successfully, that you don't get lost. However, at one point, everyone has been riding for about four hours, you came to a much more distinct and noticeable change of scenery. It seems as if you are coming out of this so-called forest, but before you is a somehow more desolate landscape than the last. It seems to be completely flat, barren, starch white surface that goes on for miles, as far as your eye can see, crossing all the way over the horizon. The barren stone and ground is ridden with frostbite everywhere, as you can tell that the temperatures are rapidly decreasing only as you get closer to this area. Uh, who, who's up for going through Tundra? I am. Uh, I guess we don't have a choice, do we? What was before this again? Grass, grass stuff. Right? Forest. Oh, okay. forest oh, so we okay. had like a oh, air quote forest where we had like giant roots and tiny trees. Okay. Then there was that one really nice clearing which we didn't rest in and yeah. magic items which we didn't take. And now we're at a barren tundra area. It looks, if you guys look that way, uh, to, to the northwest, mm-hmm. um, the, the tree line continues on. So we could maybe go around this area if we really wanted to. Though. So, the direction of Elias, most directly, is through here. But I cannot tell you how long we would travel through here. We would be completely out in the open. That's true, but we also don't know how far that forest goes. It may go on for effectively forever, and we may lose our window of opportunity. Oh, uh, I mean, what we can see, right, is kind of by where the ring is pointing. Uh, how, once it directs itself again with the location we're trying to end up with like we could maybe like travel the border for a day or two and then if we're not making any headway going in that direction then we can cross through and hopefully there's less tundra or we could just go straight through the tundra i think trying to go around it for a set period of time would be a good idea in case i'm wrong which i have been plenty of times and this tundra isn't quite as large as we think it is I mean, that would be great. Uh, how long? How, oh goodness! What has it been like three, four days? In three days. Okay, which means we have eight more days to get there. Right. So, how long do we want to try and circumnavigate this, or like go around this area? I think a day is fair. Okay. What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, we have no way of telling how far out we are. If we knew for certain, we could micromanage slightly better. But for all we know, that day could be. The defining moment between us reaching her or not. That's true. I say we go through the tundra. It's our best shot. It's our quickest shot at reaching Elias. Uh, I think that's the priority. I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I mean, we are risking it, but like, I, wanna, I don't want to risk her dying. Oh, she, she already 
Trinity did that. I, I know. Dying I know, more? But permanently. More permanently. All right, then. I guess we'll go through the tundra, then. Making your way into the tundra, you travel for quite a few miles, and now there is no longer even the comfort of the tree line to reference. Having made your way into this barren landscape, it's hard to almost even tell the ground from the sky, as they both seem to have the same ashy hue about them. And you can notice that as the day is coming to a close, the evening is getting but only colder. Enjoy. And we're out in the open, as, well, we said, so... I guess we'll really need to be have our heads on a swivel for this. Well, the good news is at least that my tiny huts can provide some form of insulation, so it will at least always be 70 degrees warmer than whatever the outside is. Oh, that is much nicer. Uh, I, well, I chopped some of the, the roots and picked up some of the fallen limbs from the trees back at the forest, too, so I do have some firewood, though... Hopefully we don't have to travel through this tundra for too many days. Uh, there really isn't much out here. Real quick for me, as you're traveling, uh, roll a perception check. 21. 18. To both of you, it seems as if the ground is just frostbitten with an almost perpetual thin layer of ice on top. It crunches beneath the hooves of your steeds as they trot across it making their way. You're making decent pace now that you don't have to go through the uneven terrain of the roots, but still, it seems as if you are in a barren wasteland with no distinguishing features. Though Wilson does bring up while making camp. Uh, I saw... Did anyone see the holes back there? No, what holes? There were, uh, I, I mean, it could have been wrong. It looked like there was, like, a little dip, um, and, like, like, a, like there was a thin layer of ice over it, but I could have swore I saw it was almost like a, a, a hole. It could have just been like, I don't know, divot in the ground. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could have been like a burrow or something. Something's able to live out here. Oh, that's terrifying. I mean, it could be a good thing too, because maybe it's not as bad as we think, right? Wilson, your optimism knows no bounds. Well, regardless, we should probably make camp. So, breaking down the evening once again, this time in a entirely different environment, you all set up in Celia's tiny hut. Though even though she said that it should be 70 degrees above whatever temperature it is outside, it still feels almost quite literally freezing inside the tent. And you can even tell, looking over, that the water in Angus's bucket is actually frozen solid. Wait, even even as we're inside? Even inside the tiny hut. Are we frozen? Yes, you are frozen That's, the That's a good question. No. Yeah. <laughs> you are not frozen. Inside the tiny hut, it just feels as if it is below freezing. Inside the tiny hut? Inside the tiny hut. Was it, is it colder? Is it like warmer or colder than it was before? It is significantly colder as it is turning nighttime. No, like in the tiny hut. Is it colder in the tiny hut? It, than is, it is ridiculously else? colder than it was last night in the tiny hut. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, is it colder than the outside of the tiny hut? No, no. it is. Okay. Do you go outside the tiny hut to check? Disgusting. <laughs> no, I don't want to. No, no, okay. I'm not. Okay, that's fine. Was it, was it colder? Is it cold? I'm saying, is, is it the, the same temperature? The tiny hut offers some thermal insulation so that it is warmer inside the tiny hut than it is outside. Okay, and yeah. that is, okay, I'm just trying to see if that part works. That's all I'm trying to ask. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. As 
The evening passes and you are huddled together within blankets surrounding the fire that Wilson built. Even Celia is by the fire, not in her tent in a tent that she has been previously for her own privacy. She even is huddled together what little warmth the fire provides so that you can have somewhat of a collective heat. As the temperatures decreased further and further into the night, along with the regular soundscape that you've grown accustomed to, roll a perception check for me. 23. Also 23. Nice. As the night goes on, you are drifting off into an uneasy and frigid slumber, uh, sleeping the best you can in the cold temperatures, but at some points as you wake in the middle of the night, you swear you hear footsteps and almost chittering outside. But without any incident, you sleep. And eventually, it seems as if when you wake, it is warmer. It's actually about room temperature inside the tiny hut once again. Hey, did anyone else hear those footsteps last night? Oh, the weird like... Yes, that. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of unsettling. You think that might be what lives in those divot hole things? I mean, if, I mean, I don't know what else would be out there, so I guess so, right? Lovely. They're just as creepy as I imagined. I mean, what if, what, what if they're nice? You do have a point. They didn't attack us, so that's a plus. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, maybe they could be like, okay, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're not at least they're at least not hostile. Or maybe also they can't really see us because the I had see through. Giant. So ice, at the very nice least crack. they have a ba- at the very least they have a bad sense of smell, and their eyesight couldn't see us, so they didn't attack. Great. Let's keep moving. Well, actually, first I should prepare my spells, and then we should get the shadow steeds. But then we should keep moving. Yeah, maybe they are like sound folk, sound based, like a like a quiet place, guys. Yeah. I mean, they could be sound-based, I don't know. But then you would assume they would, like, you're sleeping, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they're just nice people. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they are people. Maybe they're actually people. What if they're actually people? And that's their language. Yeah, it could be. So are we making our way outside, or? Wait, well, I mean, that's up to you. All right. Do you attempt to leave the tiny hut? Do y'all want to head on out? I mean... After I prepare he, my spells, sure. He's got to prepare her spells. Oh, okay. He's got to prepare his... She's got to prepare hers. She's got to summon horses. As you go through this similar routine, once again, everyone has prepared their spells, the horses has been summoned, and as Celia dismisses the tiny hut, roll a perception check for me. 27. 28. Thank you all for rolling high. Um, however, this one didn't need it. You notice it's very cold outside. <laughs> really? Almost impossible to miss. You see somewhere briefly out in the distance, not too far away from where you made a camp. There seems to be something resting on the ground. Uh, it seems to be protruding from it. it. seems like a pyre of some sort. It's about two feet tall. It's about a couple dozen yards out. But it is, looking around, not the only one. There seems to be a second one. One appears to be in the direction you are going, and one seems to be in the direction you came from. When did these get here? Maybe it was the really nice... <laughs> people. Okay, yeah, that's not impossible. This is a weird plane. May as well. Celia, is are those things going the same direction that we have to go in? I have no idea. In fact, if you look around, the footsteps kind of encircled the camp. You can see by the indentations in the frost. What do the footsteps look like? Are they, like, 
human-esque? Are they, like, just little circles? You know. Roll a survival check for me. Or a perception. Either or. Whichever one you want. Perception, because I have nothing in survival. That works, though. Can I assist another in perception? You can make your own perception if you want. Fifteen. Thirty-two. They're not that hard to distinguish, and there are numerous of them. Uh, the Sal, you are able to determine that whatever it is, the footsteps seem human-sized, but they're rather large. Daniel, you can tell the interesting thing about them is it seems as if whatever it is, it doesn't look like a human foot at the very least. It all joins at the base of somewhat that looks like a heel, but it actually fans out out, almost triangular, and it has three toes. Ooh, that's... Well, Wilson, uh, you are very right. There is something living here. I knew it! I called it! It's pretty big, judging by this footprint, and it got three toes. Well, I mean, I have five, so that's not a big surprise. It's actually concerning if the per No, no, it's just like... Oh, Jesus! What is that? Look at a footprint. Got three toes. Weird. Daniel is just going to stare at Wilson and blink a few times and just think to himself, yes, that is what I did just say, right? Hmm. Kind of looks like insect-like, except, like, way bigger. Yeah. So maybe your, like, centipede-ish idea wasn't too far off. Right, a centipede idea? Or you made it sound like they could have been centipedes or some burrowing creature. It could be centipedes. I don't know. Well, what, what, what's up with these weird stone things? Yes. I have absolutely no idea. Taking a closer look as you are near them, if you inspected the footprints, uh, both you and Sal, Daniel, uh, you can roll a perception check for me to take a better look at them. 29. 12. Sal, you can see there be a rock, and it's sticking straight up. Wow. The rock, wow, kind of see-through. Looks like it's two feet tall. Daniel, you can tell that it appears to be a rather large and crude crystal, which is sticking up out of the ground. Uh, and more noticeably, next to it, you can actually see that there is a stone bowl and a weird oblong stone stick-like thing. They have tools. That's nuts. That's really nuts. So what, what kind of tools? Well... They have a bowl, okay. and they have this oblong stick thing. Kind of looks like a mortar and pestle. Yeah, that makes much more sense now that you say it that way. So they grind things up. Roll a knowledge religion check for me, Daniel. Seventeen. Though you are not well-versed with alchemy, as Wilson pointed out that it could have been a mortar and pestle, you actually suppose that this could be something else. Something that is used uh, in temples. It's a bowl and somewhat of an instrument of sorts where you will use the stick to tap on the bowl and it will make a vibration. So, you know what else it could be, Wilson? It could be something, some sort of religious tool. Okay. Bug religion? They may have been blessing us. Uh, That's nice. I appreciate that. So very blessed. That would be very welcomed, given our circumstances. For sure, yeah. But then why would they have left behind their religious implement? What, what even is it? it looks In an like... attempt to convert us. I gotta lighten the mood somehow. That's fair. That's fair. I honestly don't know. But 
maybe your initial theory, Wilson, that they were friendly has more water to it than I thought. Daniel, if you do suppose that it's a religious implement, why don't you try ringing it? Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be a trap and we could be attacked immediately by all of whatever these insect-like creatures are, or they could be friendly and it could be nice. Maybe we can ask them potentially how far Elias is away. Or we may all get stabbed. It's a 50-50, honestly. Total defense action. Nice. Okay, good job. Sal, in anticipation, is readying himself and warily surveying the area. I'm going to go up and try ringing it. Or whatever. You pick up the bowl and you pick up the stick-like thing that's made of stone. And you kind of just hit the side of the bowl with the stone stick. And as you do, you hear a gong-like echoing and ringing emanate and start echoing throughout the landscape. And as you do, it seems as if you can almost visibly see the sound waves. And you see as almost in resonance with the bowl and the harmony of the tone, the crystal starts to vibrate as well until it begins to glow and emanate a light first dull and then brighter and then it seems almost as a beam shoots out and it hits the other crystal and another beam shoots out from that one and it points a laser almost in a direction holy crap that's weird oh whoa wait laser beams daniel how'd you do that can this be weaponized can we use it against the shadow masters i think we're good against those for the time being i'll be honest I just rang a religious object and a laser. Okay, this is fine. Both of you, roll a survival check for me. 15, 20. It seems as if the beam of light is pointing back in the direction you guys came from. So it's pointing back towards the forest. Correct. What is going on here? Is it the exact same direction in which we came from? Yeah. It, 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 it points directly from where... Like, you guys have been going in pretty much a straight line following Celia's ring, and it seems as if this beam is, like, perfectly in line, and you guys even walk up and inspect your tracks, and it seems like this beam is perfectly in line with your party's tracks from the previous day. Beam has been tracking us. Or they put it where our tracks were. Okay. Or or this is the location that, the, that Celia's thing has been guiding us towards. Um, well, if it was, I mean, it would be in this area. We can walk around and see if the ring changes its trajectory, yeah. but thus far it's still pointing in the same direction. If we walk around, does the beam magically shift towards where, where we're standing? As you walk around, uh, Celia is paying very careful attention to her ring and you all to the beam of light, but the beam of light does not seem to move, though it does seem to get fainter after a period of time. What if we walk back close to it? That doesn't seem to have any bearing on it. And Celia also makes mention that the ring is not changing its trajectory no matter how far she walks, so she believes that you must not be very close, or else it would at least move a little bit because you're getting, like, moving around the pointed area, but you must be so far out that it's still just telling you to go southwest. And after a few moments, a few minutes have passed, and it seems as if the sound of the bowl is completely dissipated, even from the echo of the barren scape, the beam of light also disappears. I have absolutely no idea how to interpret what we just saw, well, I'll be honest. The one thing I can tell you is, supposedly according to my ring at least, Elias's body is still that way. 
Well, consider me converted. What are you converted to? Rocks. Translucent rocks. I am. It, I am the sediment. It, it's your rock religion. Yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe the like bug creatures are just trying to help us remember where we came from, so we don't get lost. I'm thinking kind of the same thing, honestly. Or maybe this is just kind of a way to denote a safe path. Roll a sense motive, as you are kind of on the fence, but you have some theories. Could I assist another, or you can I guess roll I, a separate sense motive? I mean, okay. you can aid another, but that only gives a plus two to his check. Uh, twenty total. Twenty total. I forgot I had a twenty stream. total. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> My natural intuition is telling me, much like it is all of you, that perhaps whatever these creatures are are, like Daniel said, pointing towards a safe path. It may be indicating that you should turn back. Hmm. Maybe they're trying to tell us not to go where we're going. Or maybe they're tricking us. I don't know. I really have no clue. Well, if we go back, I mean, I guess we can rest under that tree. Yeah, but then, like, it's like two days back. First off, well, it's like a day and a half. And then, like, I mean, we could go back to the tree and we could get the magical items. I don't think that's really what they're leading us to, but... There are magical items under that tree? Yes, you pointed them out to us. you literally found them. I found them. I told you the school of magic they come from. Oh, we could have picked them up. That's what I was saying. Why didn't you guys pick them up? You said you were too scared and that you all wanted to leave. Since when was I the guild leader? No one. Our guild leader's not here. Ah, so that you're saying that makes me the de facto guild leader. I mean, that's what you like to claim all the time. Anyway. Shut up, Celia. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Before we start bickering over something that isn't entirely pointless. The main thing is whether or not we continue through the tundra. It is still the most direct path. We would lose... I mean, at least two days going around. They could be trying to tell us to get out of their territory. They could be just trying to warn us. I don't know. Like, we could keep going, and if they're still present, maybe we could even try talking to them. I mean, I do well with languages, so I might be able to. It's a stretch, though, given how... You know, the noises they were making resemble nothing of what we've ever heard. Alright, well, um, hmm, it was really cold last night. I'm not a big fan of the Tantra, but Celia's right, this is the most direct path to Elias. So, because we don't really know how far out we are, I guess we keep going? I think so, too. Let's do it. I think, I don't think there's a better way, given the limited information we have... I don't know if there's a better way. Uh, All right then, everybody. Onward, I guess. And you guys move on for the day. While you're on your way traversing the landscape, please roll a survival check for me. 11. Or... You can then also roll a perception check for me. 29. 21. About three hours into your journey, as you're traversing through this barren land, though you're not able to make sense of why, it seems as if the temperatures are dropping, even though it's still midday. And after a little while, Wilson points out, Guys, I think there might be a a storm coming. Oh, joy. That that might have been... What they were trying trying to to warn warn us us about. about. Yeah. Mm. And Wilson points out as... Though the sky is 
filled with a gray ashy haze at all times. It seems almost as dark clouds are rolling in. Hmm. It is getting colder. It wasn't particularly pleasant last night. Uh, I mean, options. We breathe through it. We hunker down. Or we try and turn around and outrun it. But then, again, if we're turning around, now trying we're to leave, time. well, also we're like literally undoing everything we just did for the past three hours. Right. We wouldn't even be out of the tundra unless we kept going for more than we normally do and walked through the night. Well, I mean, as long as it's not literally a hurricane, Tiny Hut ignores most winds. I'm pretty sure in the book I was reading through said someone's Tiny Hut with concentration withstood 50 mile an hour winds. That's or sweet, we okay. might have to dig into the tundra and make a divot. Maybe that's how the, the mole insect people survive. Oh my god. That's a great idea. <laughs> Here, we can make an igloo, guys. We've got about, like, 30 minutes before the storm reaches us. It's pulling a really quick boys. We've got to make a choice. Igloo gang. Igloo gang. I can put a tiny hut around whatever structure we fashion. Maybe being somewhat situated underground helps with the temperatures. Underground igloo gang. Underground igloo gang. Not and worst out. case scenario, while we're under tiny hut, we can keep digging deeper. Underground igloo with a tiny hut gang. I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, but yeah, I... But we could also turn around, right? Like, No. We're going to try and hunker out and weather the storm? Yes. We have three methods of safety here. The problem is, I don't think, given how fast it's moving, I don't know if we can outrun it even at full clip. Well, I mean, literally every moment counts, so we should, like, decide, like, now. Okay, my vote, is on, my vote is on Tiny Hut, and then we also have divots in the ground, so it's, like, double protection. I think that's the best thing we can do at the moment. All right, I'll put up the Tiny Hut. And you see as Celia begins her ritual, and eventually you do see the same translucent veil form around you, which does give you... Some very nice warmth, and it is once again slightly above room temperature in here. Uh, so we said we we're gonna dig. Does anyone besides me have a shovel? Bare hands, bud. Bare hands. I thought you were part fish. Bare fins, bud. Bare fins. I guess those fins could act like scoop-like shovels. Yes, yes. I'm very strong. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. You didn't see my character sheet. I'm just talking from past experiences, that's uh, all. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, I guess we all roll a rolls strength check. Yeah, so if you could all uh, just roll some strength checks to see if you are able to successfully dig through the tundra. Four. <laughs> I'm not oh, digging through this tundra. Not with your bare fins. Daniel, what are you trying to dig with? Um, I assume Daniel would ha- would probably have some wood on him because he just makes things. Uh, alternatively, do you not have a spell which could summon anything? I do have instant weapon, I have wood shape, I have stone shape. Roll a knowledge nature for me, Daniel. Tree. After digging a uh, brief distance down with your various manufactured tools and Wilson's shovel, uh, it seems as if Celia is like picking up dirt with mage hand, throwing it out of the way five pounds at a time. Eventually, you do oh, reach... wait a minute. I have mage hand. Why don't I just do that? I don't know. Why don't you? Okay, I don't know. Can I, I cast mage hand? Oh, wow. It's a cantrip. You could. Mage hand. Wow. 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 That's a really good idea. Yeah, mage hand. And it's even better because I have fins. So... Well, I have you hands. Liter- you I, I actually have hands. You but, I know. Yeah. You literally don't get your hands dirty. Yeah. Um... After digging a short period of time, you're only about a foot deep, and you realize that this top layer of 
soil is very shallow and mostly frostbitten, and you very quickly reach a stony substance. Alright, anyone here got any um, iron pickaxes? Uh, do you mean an iron shovel? No, but I do have stone shape. Uh, do we, what are you going to shape it in? So what, you can like make us a unicorn? Maybe he could shape the stone beneath us. In, into what? A door? And then we open it and then we go in? I'm going to basically build a divot into the stone so that we can all sit in and are protected by the howling wind and whatnot outside. Okay, so you, like, kind of pull the stone out and you even, like, smooth it out. And you actually manage to make some walls around you protruding up from the ground, which actually does fashion somewhat as a windshield. So on top of the tiny hut, you also have that layer of protection. And you are able to pull out a reasonable chunk of cubic feet of stone. And it actually goes around about three or four feet deep in the entire 10-foot diameter area which Tiny Hut surrounds. Oh, that's a great... I've never used this spell before, and I'm so glad I decided to take it today. Sorry, uh, well, I guess we... Hey, hey, Daniel, it's like, we're in the religion bowl now. You, you made us in a bowl. I wonder if I hit it, it'll make the same noise. I, I, I highly doubt it, but you can certainly try, bud. Speaking of which, did you, did you bring that with you? Yes. Oh, just just curious. I mean, you could use the same stick, right? You hit the side of the wall and leave it dings. Yeah, I guess so. I do kind of feel bad because I may have just stolen an important religious object, but they kind of left it out. So I I I don't know. I don't know either, man. I mean, you could you could try hitting it again, see if there's a laser beam telling us where to go. Maybe. I mean, what else are we gonna do? So <laughs> we're gonna be stuck here till the storm blows over. I guess I'm gonna take out the small bowl and thing and tap it again and see what happens. You tap the small bowl once again, and from it emanates, again, a ringing noise significantly louder than you would anticipate, and it echoes through and overflows from your protection and seems to go and flood outside. And it does so, but it seems to also then get caught up in the howling winds which are soon to be overhead of you from the coming storm. Great. Okay, that... Well, no laser beams, and I think time's up, boys. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I'm going to make a fire. That's a good idea, So I'm yeah. going to at least get on that. At least you have a great fire pit now. I do. This is like, I mean, Smokey the Bear would be proud. There's there's no foliage in sight for, for anything to burn, so, I mean, that's, that's good. And as he does so, Wilson does get a fire to roar to life. Once again, it's warmth barely being above room temperature, even in the tiny hut. And as the winds howl outside, you can hear as if the translucent veil is protecting you from something, and it is almost as if it's pelting down on top of it, and the temperatures are dropping substantially. So much so that I actually need all of you to roll a fortitude save. I'm going to have you roll a fortitude save to fend off hypothermia, because even in the tiny hut and even with the fire, it is so cold that you could potentially take like frost damage effectively it is non-lethal damage but you will take potentially if you fail your fortitude save 1d6 points of damage every hour that you fail your fortitude save okay Uh, how many fortitude saves do we need to roll as long as you are staying here for right now so the next morning will be in about 12 hours oh okay Okay, so we need to roll 12 fortitude saves alright so Um, we gotta do them all now Okay, so I got a 20 um, for the first one. And here's the problem, also. The Fortitude save base DC starts at 15, but 
Every subsequent hour, it increases by one. So it's... 15, start. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Until eventually it's 15 plus 12, which is 27. But at a certain point... So you guys tell me how long you stay here? Because you guys could take action eventually, right? To help your condition so that you're no longer under hypothermia. So like we can move around and whatnot? And... It's whatever you want Whatever you want to think about doing. And we, uh, does Mage Hand keep our hands warm? No. Okay, does, uh... Then I was just... <laughs> Uh, can I continue digging my hole? Would that Does that hole help? So, it, it, at, the, at this point, you've stone. gotten to stone. Oh, so, you're right. not actually able to break it with mage hand anymore. I'm losing feeling in my fingertips. At this point, I'm even thinking about casting fireball on us. Uh, is it possible to cast fireball on the, the fire pit, I guess? Would sure. that make it hotter? I, don't... I mean, there would be an explosion of fire, which we could all get caught up in, and at least that would be warm. Why don't we do that, like, hour three? <laughs> I mean, there has... Yeah. I mean, there have been worse ideas. Or, yeah. I mean, Daniel, uh, how, can, you, can you cast stone shape anymore? What, no, what do... I can only do it once per day. Once per day? Or I I only took it once for oh, today. Oh, goodness. Um, uh, all I'm saying is, like, if we go deeper, maybe we could get, like, more insulation because we're further underground and like the earth's core is warm right so like i'm just saying like the deeper we are the further we are away from the storm at the very least that's fair yeah so like instead of trying to go wide maybe we just make like a tunnel down yeah that could work i would need to sleep for two hours to recover that spell slot though okay i mean that that's better than nothing as we're all freezing here but um okay i've, I've already lost four hp I passed my first, uh, so I'm a, I'm asleep for two hours. Okay, okay, okay but uh, you, you do that. Like, get, get back to us. Hopefully we're not all popsicles. Maybe we should have left. Uh, Daniel, you do still have to roll fortitude saves while sleeping, just an FYI. You don't, it, hold off. You might not need to roll anymore, depending on how many hours you're going to be in these similar conditions, because after Daniel sleeps, he's going to reselect some spells, and he might be able to improve your situation. Uh, just in case. Okay, so I passed that one. That was 27 total. That's 15, so I failed that one. And you said a D6, right? Yes, it's a D6 of damage. Not at least. I have my rolls. Okay. What were your first three? Uh, 20, 20, and 13. So for the 13, I need you to roll a D6, and you're taking a D6 of non-lethal damage. It doesn't technically have a type, but it's effectively like frost damage. Uh, it's a four. So it's four non-lethal damage. Now, non-lethal damage is exciting-ish because so long as your non-lethal damage does not exceed your total HP, you are effectively perfectly fine. Once it exceeds your total HP, you become staggered. And after that point, if it doubles your current HP, you fall unconscious. So do I actually take four points of damage? Or do I take four, like... So mark down that it's non-lethal damage. You could just put, like, NL next to it. Um, but, again, it's only relevant once it exceeds your current hit points. Oh, okay. Okay, so I take four non-lethal damage. Cool. All right. So, Daniel, after your um, frost-ridden power nap, the cold is a great motivator to sleep, makes it somewhat difficult, but at the same time, you know that this may be your only course of action. So you got rid of Remove Curse, and you now have two casts of Stone Shape at your disposal. After you wake up, it seems like everyone is huddling around the fire, and Wilson is currently hugging Angus. Everyone's shivering, and you can see as their faces are pale, and their noses, ears, and fingertips are all bluish-purple. 
Mm, well, you all look great. <laughs> How was your power nap, bud? Cold. Very cold. I think we're all there with you. All right. So now that I have stone shape back, and this time I took two of them just in case, I'm a dig straight down. Dig, dig a tunnel. Ding, dig, dig a tunnel. Okay. How wide do you make the hole? Make a staircase kind yeah, of thing? So like a staircase down. Okay. Wide enough so that Angus can... Wide and tall enough so that Angus can fit if he squeezes in a little bit. Okay. You make it so that Angus, following at a single file line, is able to follow Wilson down as he leads him by the reins. And you do manage to get this sort of a pit going down a good extra like seven or eight feet. Um, And it, it feels slightly warmer, but not so much so that it's really any reprieve from the cold. Even with the tiny hut above you insulating everything, it still seems as if even the wind is forcing its way through. Could I just stone shape a cover so that the wind can't buffet us anymore? Uh, yeah, you could bury us alive. I'd be down for that right now. <laughs> I honestly can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Well, I can't either. I'm freezing to death, Daniel. Oh, okay. So... Somewhat literally, somewhat sarcastically. Okay, so we're all for free. Uh, uh, we're all for getting buried for a few hours, I think, probably. Um, what about oxygen? Oh, yeah. Well, we can just have a small hole. That should be enough to sustain us. I mean, I suppose. Well, well, well while you do that, can I have the comfort bowl? Maybe whatever insect overlords that are watching over us, uh, we can ring it and call upon them, and they'll descend from the heavens to rescue us from the storm. That would be convenient. I doubt it'll happen, but it would be convenient. Right. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Wilson. I'm going to keep breaking this thing. And he does. He knocks on it every couple of minutes as the echo seems to dissipate. After each time, he will ring it again. But in the meantime, you have used stone shape once again to kind of cover on, over top of you. But you have left small little perforations and tiny holes so that oxygen can still kind of get through. I hope it gets warmer in here. Does it? It seems to get somewhat warmer, but unfortunately, it's not enough so. In fact, after a period of time, it seems as if day has faded because the temperatures are actually even dropping more. This is getting annoying, I'll be honest with you all. Oh, what's more annoying? Is it the hypothermia? Because I've now taken a total of 17 non-lethal damage. And we still have seven hours to go until daybreak. Wonderful. Okay, so we can keep digging, I guess. Do you have that much more stone shape? I used both of them. The cover was the second one. Hear me out. Wild idea. Um, uh, so we saw that there were holes back where we came from. If we're presuming creatures live there, what if we started tunneling in that direction? And maybe we could reach one of their holes. And how do we know where those are? Because that's where we came from. We oh, came okay. from the northeastern direction because we were going southwest. We we're going in a straight line. So if we head northeast again, we should be able to maybe run into something, even though we've traveled a lot of miles. So moving 20 cubic feet at a time, it's going to take a little while and a lot of rests. But we could try and supplement it by digging with whatever tools we have. Yeah, I'll definitely go to the northeastern direction. Daniel, um, alternative, depending on where we like to go. If we just wish to leave this area, I can teleport us back to the edge of the forest. 
I mean, our other option is death at this point, so, uh... Or tunneling to find the mole people. Maybe going back to where we were before is a not bad idea. I'm all for it. I mean, but is the storm just a perpetual thing? Wouldn't we lose a lot of time? Uh, Yes, but death is worse. We'd lose a day and a half that we've been traveling, and we'd be at least outside of the storm, because we wouldn't have been able to travel that far, presumably. We can maybe go around it, following the edge of the forest. Who knows, maybe it only happens in this tundra area. Okay, day and a half lost gives us how many days left? Well, I mean, we've been traveling for what? Four and a half days? That sets us back day and a half, and then we have to go around the tundra. It'll add at least two, maybe three days. That puts us on eight days, let's say, to have a safe estimate. Gives us three days to get wherever we need to. That's, uh, that's, that's cutting it. Very close. All right. Very close. Again, her only other alternative is hoping we find mole people. We can keep digging. It's not impossible. But we, we... We're doing this eight feet at a time. But we're not going to die. Non-lethal damage will eventually kill you. It'll knock us unconscious and we won't be able to act. And then once we're not able to act, we could still potentially be in the cold. But but it's 12 hours of a storm. It depends on how long the storm lasts. It could last for 12 hours. What if it goes on for days? Have you ever seen any of the storms that happen in places like Antarctica or the North Pole? Okay, Those things last for weeks. Uh, Okay. Uh, is there any way we can determine how long the storm will last based on the fat, the speed at which it was moving and the width of the storm? Did we see the width of the storm? And does anyone feel like going up there to check? It was a thick boy. It was a big one. Okay. She bussin', she bussin'. Yeah, I All did right. just call a storm a thick boy. Like I said, I could teleport us back. I could even teleport us back to the hole. I could teleport us back to the crystals. I don't care. It's just anywhere except a freezing hole. Yeah, let's go back to the forest, I think. Like I said, alternatively, I can teleport us back to the crystals. The storm has probably reached there too, but we might be able to find help if those creatures are still out there. We won't lose as much time if we wish to push through. Yeah, but we'll probably still be in the storm. Uh, That's if we don't find them. You're kind of hedging your bets there. It's up to you. I can send us all the way back if you like, but we are going to lose a lot of time. And it could be jeopardizing the mission. I'm personally fine with going back to the crystals. It's worst case scenario, right? We just cast teleport again. I, I do have dimension door as well, so there's that. All right, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Celia, take us back to the crystals. Worst case scenario, we're in the exact same situation. Then you just cast teleport again, and then we're back at the forest. All right, everyone, gather around. It's going to take a moment. And hopefully I can do it while shivering, but hold my hand and hopefully we'll be out of here soon enough. This little light of mine. Are we doing that now? It doesn't help me concentrate, but you can sing it if it makes you feel better. After channeling the ritual, you feel almost uh, a burst of warm, magical energy as Celia manifests and wills you to a separate location using her teleportation magic. And suddenly you find yourself out in the middle of a blizzard. But you are directly next to those same crystals which you were at previously before. But the wind is howling and you are being pelted by hail as well as the snow sweeps through. And you can tell that it is very well below zero temperatures here. In fact, you don't get a fortitude save anymore. So, and it is every ten minutes 
you will take 1d6 of non-lethal damage. All right, leave, 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 back, back, go back. Okay, we have a little bit of time here, right? Let's try and find the people. Maybe they can help us, right? I mean, we could just leave if you want. No, let's try to find the people. Let's just, I mean... Literally anything, right? Okay, bell ring, ding, ding, ding. And Wilson's just hammering the bowl repetitiously as fast as he can. Uh, do we have, do we have other, other dings? Other dings? Summon instrument, I don't know. Summon another bowl. Summon instrument. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play a song. Uh, come find us, big people! <laughs> and I'm just like vehemently stringing the instrument. All right, I'm going to cast Honey Hut, Daniel Stone Shape, and dig us underground slightly. And then, if we're here for more than a half an hour and no one's come to save us, I'll teleport us out. Sounds like a plan. Because everyone roll three d6s of non-lethal damage. Can I? Can I inspire greatness also as well? But that's what I'm doing with my thing. Right. You said three d6s. Three d6s of non-lethal damage. Seven. After having cast Tiny Hut, eventually you see that it fades as Celia's concentration must have snapped and she has fallen unconscious in the blizzard due to the cold. Oh, dear me. So do we, so is there a hut? Is there a hut? The Tiny Hut is gone now because she is no longer conscious to keep concentration. All right, Daniel, is it just us two? And Wilson. Uh, Daniel, dig a tunnel. Dig a, dig a tunnel. Dig a tunnel. Dig a tunnel. Uh, Oh, well, we're out of the tiny hut. I can see the laser's still pointing out. Oh, good. At least it's consistent. Oh, uh, looks like it's pointing somewhat down. Maybe it points us to the people. Down, you said? Out and where we came from and down slightly. Like, into the ground? Yeah, into the ground. It's like maybe like 100 feet that way. Maybe That's what we should dig. Far. We should dig there. We should dig there. Daniel, we should get to <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with digging. Digging sounds good. Digging sounds nice right now. Digging sounds like it's going to keep my blood pumping. <laughs> and we can at least drag Celia's unconscious body into a tunnel and maybe build a fire so we can live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start mage handing the ground a hundred feet there. Wait, not you, Daniel. Wait, not you. Daniel, can you get stone shame and get this out of here, Daniel? <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> literally freezing to death. I'm aware. You just. I'm going to now cast stone, stone, stone shape on the spot that the light is pointing into, and hopefully that'll go somewhere by your third cast of stone shape digging a staircase down you walk in and actually it's getting very dark down here because there's no more light and the clouds are overhead wilson lights a torch but even at a certain point you reach the last step and it seems as if it is shrouded in darkness oh this is great at least we're not in the blizzard anymore so that's progress well we're on the last step and then there's the ground. The ground looks like darkness. Uh, can I cast Dancing Lights down there? As you cast Dancing Lights and send it into the darkness below you, you can see as if it appears that there's a wide tunnel that opens up below you. Oh. We found them all, people. We did, did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Wilson just begins celebratorily clanging his bell. Secret tunnel. <laughs> Secret tunnel. We found it. Through the blizzard. Jump, Wilson, jump. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, but Angus, wait, I don't know if Angus can jump. We can rappel down with a rope, but Angus can't. So we should unconscious, we should make Celia conscious to maybe help us with that, perhaps, maybe. Oh, it's still cold, Daniel. So. Didn't you say you had some type of teleportation? Uh, what do you mean we can? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have Dimension Door. Use that on Angus and Celia. Take both of them down there. You'll be the first one in. Congratulations. And then me okay. and Daniel will repel down with the rope. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go in, and then I guess I'm going to Dimension Door them down there. 
Sure. You cast Dimension Door after having casted Dancing Lights down, and you see the bottom of the tunnel. That's the only time I could use that, by the way. So I guess Daniel's going to repel down with Wilson. Wilson pulls out a python and a hammer, and he nails the python into the stone wall and fastens a rope to it and begins repelling downwards with you, Daniel. And as you reach the bottom, please roll a perception check. 27. 26. You can all tell that it did seem to get warmer. <laughs> You're at least no longer freezing to death. But as you hear around the tunnel, there are footsteps and very similar sounds to the previous night. And through the darkness, you can see pierce a number of pairs of luminescent spheres. Rather small, and they seem to be piling in now all around as footsteps scurry on the tunnel floor. Oh, so they're on the ground. Some are on the ground, some seem on the walls, and others yet on the ceiling, as they slowly seem to surround you almost. And Wilson rings the bowl one last time. And as the sound waves are sent out, you can see multiple crystals on the wall resonating as it illuminates everything. And you see varying height, but all medium-sized creatures, as there appear to be insect-like creatures all around you. As you look around, you can see both on the floor and clinging to the walls and ceilings dangling from which there are these four-armed creatures which seem to be a cross between humans and almost termite-like, with their bodies and arms displaying glowing runes which are resonating with the vibrations of the bowl. You hear the chittering come from them once again as it seems as if they're communicating with one another as a cacophony echoes throughout the chambers and you can see glowing almost all the way down the tunnel there are dozens of them till eventually it rings within almost as if a voice in your head you hear soulful straddles what and that is where we're going to end this week's episode of the out campaign congratulations you didn't freeze to death all right, thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope you're interested in the cliffhanger and to see if the party is able to, well, one, survive the shadow plane and hopefully complete their task of finding Elias. We're off to a rocky start, but fret not, our adventurers are eager to continue. So please join us next week as we continue on. And if you enjoy this content, be sure to leave us a like or a rating or a comment on any listening app that you have, either Apple Podcasts, YouTube, follow us on Spotify, or any of our social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, and you can even go onto our website and find all of these links if you go to missingroleplayerfound.com. You can even go to our Patreon and support us in other ways as we're trying to reach new goals and unlock special content. Also, check us out on Twitch as we're going to be streaming some of our creation and maybe even live streaming some campaigns in the future. So be sure to follow us there as well. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.